This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now on to today's episode. Today, podcast listeners, we have the founder of the Hands Off CEO, Mandy Ellison, on the show. Mandy helps successful service business owners transform themselves into what she calls a hands off CEO. A hands off CEO has access to the systems and strategies required to build six and seven figure companies that generate cash flow without ongoing direct involvement. Mandy helps business owners to become hands-off CEOs and work less as they slowly exit the day-to-day in their businesses, even as the business creates an increasing amount of value in the marketplace. Her proven hands-off frameworks enables CEOs to hire dependable staff who deliver consistent quality and install the missing operational systems to increase profit and transition the business into a more passive asset. And with that, let's welcome Mandy to the show. How you doing, Mandy? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. So we want to jump into getting to know you as an entrepreneur and as a business coach. So if you could tell your story about who you are and where you come from and how you moved into being the entrepreneur you are today. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Chris. So as you mentioned, I, my, my company is called The Hands-Off CEO. What, um, where I, I came from is from having a business where I most definitely was not a hands-off CEO. I was very hands-on. And as a result, I did not, um, just as my business was getting more and more successful, it started to just, my life just started kind of imploding around me. Mm -hmm. Um, All while I was pregnant with my second baby. And the, the timing of it was really quite terrible. And I knew the better way to do this because I actually had had done this as a business manager back at a, a different business that I managed. And it was really frustrating watching my business that I, I knew that there was a better way to make it hands off, but I just hadn't been able to quite do it. And there was some kind of missing piece from when I had managed another company and when I was um, trying to make it work with my own company. And what I did is I spent a lot of time researching um, what that was about. I mean, I, I just had to figure this out because I was committed to being an entrepreneur and I have always seen myself as entrepreneurial from the time I was, uh, you, you know, in middle school. Mm-hmm. I knew that's what I was going going to do in some aspect. So I just wanted that freedom over my life and being able to create my own destiny. So this this was important for me to figure out how this worked. And I, I actually had a web design um, branding company at the time. And as I worked out this formula, what it made me realize is that I was actually in the wrong business. And um, while my, my web design business, I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, but what, what I really enjoyed doing was making the impact with my clients. So at that point, I exited that business. I, I sold it to my, my partner who I brought on. And she's now running that company. And it... It wasn't a huge payout, I'll tell you that. And it wasn't because I didn't set up the business in the way that would have been a lot more profitable, like I do with companies now. And now when I, with the companies that follow my advice after some of the advice for, that I learned from doing it the wrong way, mm-hmm. and just that, I, that I've learned over the years, um, building and developing the systems with other clients, I've had clients who've been able to, to, to um, have a much more profitable exit than they ever thought possible because their business has so much more value from the extra profit 
from some of the work that we did um, directly from becoming more hands-off in their business. Very cool. And can you go back to the moment where you realized that you, you wanted to become a business coach and an entrepreneur full-time and, and what that was like for you? Was that a big like aha moment or was it just something that, that came across you from years of thinking about it? Or, or Tell me about that experience. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's there's a couple of different things. I, I was an entrepreneur for, I, I've been an entrepreneur for a number of years, and it was before the business that I'm in right now doing coaching and consulting for uh, six and seven figure businesses. Um, before that, I, I did <clears throat> web design branding. So uh, the, the, there was there was a point when I was making that transition where I realized that the biggest impact that I could make is in teaching what I had learned mm-hmm. to other entrepreneurs because of the kind of impact that it can have in their lives. And I have seen that the business owners I've worked with have gone, some of them gone from working two o'clock in the morning, sometimes through the night mm-hmm. where they're, they were just about ready to fall over dead. And, um, you know, probably would have burned out a lot sooner if it wasn't that their family was depending on them. Um, there were there was one client in particular that was like this, and we went. He went from two, working to two o'clock in the morning every day to working till four o'clock, and actually have uh, making a lot more money. Wow! And then being able to, yeah, he he made significantly more money, and and um, the actual time that he had to work in his business was about cut in half. And he, his business is growing and he has um, not just the, the, the gross revenue, but the actual profit and the actual take home so much so that he's that the money that he's brought in from the business has been allowed has allowed him to fund other projects for other businesses that he's that he's doing. That has changed his life because his wife can now stay at home with their kids and he he could be helping with be involved with his family in a way that he just it wasn't possible before. And um, that's the kind of meaning that this work brings to me, and that's why I do it. That's really because it changes people's lives. Yeah, I can absolutely see that because I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are kind of stuck in that place, and they're just struggling so hard to get out of. So you, it was working with another business, right, where you kind of learned how to do this, and then started applying the the tactics for yourself. Yeah, exactly. I I had run a, a property management company. Okay. And um, I was able to take this role where you're you're pretty much expected to be on call all the time. Yeah. That's what the industry norm is, and I took it to the point where I was just I was running at about twenty hours a week. Wow. No, I mean, sorry, not a week, a month. Twenty hours a month. I was able to take this job that I could. Um, and and I didn't it didn't require me to be hands on and be on call all the time anymore because I developed systems that were able to stand in for me, mm-hmm. and it allowed me to travel and I traveled all over the world as when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I I am not I am not very good at having a job. I have to be able to take over and make things better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, I, I made so much money for the the owners of this business. They just kind of let me do my own thing. And I, I had everything on autopilot so that we always had enough tenants. We um, drastically reduced their turnover time, which is one of the, uh, the highest costs. And just, uh, just generally looking around at all the different ways that we could reduce costs and increase um, revenue in the business. So the most profitable the business had ever been. And, and a, a big reason why um, 
that worked was because I found a way to make this business more and more hands off. So that that's really great because then, you know, when I leave from that and I, and I could show that the next manager had to run it that way and the same value can be passed on to the business. And it wasn't, and it's not just about my own skill set. Mm-hmm. It's about what I set, set up. And that's, that's what I really want entrepreneurs to understand is that you want to be setting up your business in a way where it's not dependent on any single person. And that could be you, that could be a manager, but because when you're just looking at hiring for skills in your company, they come and go. Right. And, and then that person walks away with all the, all the skill and all this time that you spent, um, grooming them to, to hopefully take on a, a higher role. I mean, all that time is gone. And if you don't have something built into your business so that the next person can step in and take over that role, then you've wasted an enormous amount of time and energy and, and money and money and essentially yep, doing it. So th- there, there's, there's just a much better way to grow. And these are the kind of setbacks that I see happen all the time and the wasted resources, what, which cost businesses an enormous growth potential. So I'm curious, when you were working for the property management company, when you started to realize that you wanted to uh, spend less time working and kind of set up systems, what, how did you figure out how to do that? Were you asking other people <laughs> that had done that before, or were you reading no, some? No, I, I, honestly, like I was... I come from a family of entrepreneurs and we, we, we kind of, we think a certain way, uh-huh. but like when I was first doing this, I had no idea what I was doing. If I'm being perfectly honest, uh-huh. and this was a long time ago, but I just, I started out, I just, by, by figuring it out that it was just really started from a desire of, you know, I am, um, <clears throat> I have my college classes. Um, I have my traveling. I have all these things that I want to do and I, I want to be getting um, my salary as well, but I don't want to. I want to be doing that with the least amount of time possible, mm-hmm. and make and and I know that if I make the business owner as much money as possible, then they're just going to get off my back and let me do whatever I want. And this was this was my plan until at, at the right point that I was going to start my own company. Mm-hmm. So that's really where it all came from, and and. Um, that was where like the first methodology started to come, come to play. But now I have a really tight system. It's a five step system that I walk entrepreneurs through Mm -hmm. to be able to get their company, to be able to run without them. And, um, that's a lot more refined because I've, it's been tested with dozens of uh, dozens of entrepreneurs. So that's, that's really the system to, to follow. Not so much, um, because there's there's a time where where you really create change in your in, in your organization is when you get very clear on exactly what you want to accomplish. Right. And, and when you when you're clear on that outcome, then then it's then the right steps show up as far as is finding the right systems. Now, are, finding the right people who can who can teach you the right steps. Right. Are you willing to share some of those the five steps, or is that only for people that sign up? Well, for you know what, I'm I'm definitely willing to share the steps, but the the, the thing is, is that I, I can't spend much time to to do them justice. So what I'll do instead is 
I'll point everyone to a resource where they can learn about those steps a little bit more. I'll just talk about the, the two or three must do's to be able to become a hands-off CEO. Okay. Um, and I just think that that's going to be more valuable to go deeper into that than to try to just briefly go over something that I can go in more detail in another medium, if okay. that makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So let's, let's dive into those two or three yeah. must do's. Yeah. So that five steps that I was talking about, I actually have a whole checklist. This is the same checklist my clients go through and um, it's, it's big picture. So you know exactly the steps you need to have to, to have your company be run without you. So okay. that's at handsoffceo.com forward slash template. Let's get in, into those, into the things that we can talk about in more detail so that it'll be valuable for your audience here. Okay. There's a first few things that need to ha have in place before you can even start this process, mm -hmm. before you're even ready to do this. And the first thing is you have to have a consistent lead flow. So don't, don't be worried so much about getting your company to be running without you until you figure this one out. This is the most important um, foundation on your, for your business because what that, what you're essentially doing is you, you're, you're working out what value you have to give to the marketplace, who's going to buy from you and, um, and, and what they want to hear for you to, to, in order to sell it. So another way to put this is to your message to market. Okay. And this is all the clients who work with me have already figured this out on some level. So they're getting closer to capacity. If they just have more time, they'll be able to, to keep growing their company. So when you're at that place where if you just can, if you know how to get more clients, if you could just invest a little bit more time, you'd be able to grow the company. That's when you know you're ready to um, take on all the five steps. So, so what I'm saying is that if there are people who are listening, who are not quite at that level, mm -hmm. that's where you need to focus very, uh, very first. So, and, and once you have that, there's always ways that you can refine that, but, but really the, um, to be ready, you just need to know where your clients come from. And if you can invest more time, you'll be able, you could get more. The next thing that you really need to be working on, um, and this is the, the first step of, of that, the, that um, scale to freedom process that I mentioned of the five steps, is you need to be finding more time to actually be working on your business. And this is a critical step that most businesses miss and most growth programs completely um, ignore. Mm -hmm. um, because the the approach is well, if you want to grow your business bad enough, you're just going to make it happen. Right. So what that means is that um, their 40 hours goes to uh, 50 hours, and and then when they get to the next uh, per week, and then when they get to the next growth plateau, their 50 hours a week goes to 60, mm -hmm. then to 70, and before they know, they're working all the time. Right. And this is the reality for for how most businesses grow. And um, what ends up happening is that there's a certain point where the hours can't increase, whether that's a physical limit, that could be a, a limit with your, your personal circumstance with your family. Um, <laughs> maybe your spouse is going to leave you if you keep working anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, there's, there's that point and that's where your growth is going to stop. If you are looking at your growth being fueled completely by your time. So your step was to find more time to work on your business. And can you define right. that a little more? Absolutely. And I'm going to point people to a resource where they can find 20 to 40 extra hours. Okay, cool. 
per month to grow their business. Just one tweak will help them find 20 hours. So it's handsoffceo.com forward slash power hour. Okay. I'll share it in, in a little bit of detail here. But the, the, the whole point of this is that you need to be able to carve out time in your um, work week mm-hmm. so that you can be working on your company without having to work more hours because otherwise um, there's a very good chance that you won't be able to work, um, spend that time growing the company. One of the, the most universal ways, the easiest, most universal way to find more time to grow your company is to um, take the first hour of your day. I call this the power hour. And um, I'd recommend looking at when that is going to be for you. What is the earliest time that you can get started? And the reason why I say this is that if you, um, most entrepreneurs during this peak hour of time in their day, they can get at least twice as much done. If they're focused they don't, and, and they don't allow anything else to, to, to sidetrack them from what they need to do. So what that means is if you take, say, from 9 a.m. till 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you focus completely on that one thing you need to be doing to grow your company during that hour, um, that is actually essentially, it says you're essentially getting two hours for that one hour that you're doing. You're getting two hours worth of productivity for one hour if you, fo- if you hyper-focus just on that. And I'll give you some tips on how you can hyper-focus on that. Okay. But... Um, the way it works is there's this growth curve. There's there, there's the, there's not grow, a growth curve. Excuse me. It's, it's this curve that you, that how how your attention and focus goes throughout the day, and you have your your highest alertness right in the, in the early morning. A, a lot of times when many of us are still sleeping. So something to consider is to shift your your wake cycle. So that you're waking up at a nice early hour, and and um, I know entrepreneurs who decide that they're going to be working until from from say seven or eight until noon, and they were able to get as much work done as if they were working until um, six or eight o'clock at night when they hyper focus during during these hours. And I'm not saying that's right for everyone, but I'm just I'm just giving you an example of what does work for other entrepreneurs. And I, I know some really successful people who um, who have decided to cut their workday in half and actually get more done than they did before. I think that a good use of this time is to focus use it to use it to focus on growth activities. Mm-hmm. And there are some times where it makes sense where. There's there's just projects you have to get out the door, and you just need to be hyper focused to be for you to be able to get a lot more done in that amount of time. So you could use that for, for the same time as well. But here's an example: there was this client I was working with. She she took this this one tweak, this one thing alone, and she decided to get, to come into the office an hour earlier than the rest of her staff. So she started at eight o'clock, and she took her power hour. She did she did two power hours. Did between eight and 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and she got two extra hours of productivity time every single day. Wow. Um, what that allowed her to do is she, she left work an hour early every single day. She actually had her shorter day. She had um, more time to actually be focusing on growth activities in the business. And then she, she just generally had more time to spend with, with her boyfriend. So th- this one thing alone, 
most of my clients can recoup $100,000 worth of value just from finding 20 extra hours Mm -hmm. per month. If if it takes, uh, if if I say, you know what, here's 20 extra hours per month to find more clients, how many clients can you bring in? A a lot of the clients I work with and say, yeah, I I can easily bring in one more client from there. That's, if if you're looking at an annual basis, that's $100,000. Right. Many of the, and, and that's something to consider if people are listening. How many, how much more business could you bring in if you had 20 extra hours per month? I'm curious if you've ever come across this and I'm sure you probably have, but say you advise somebody to get up earlier and get two hours of productivity in the morning done. So you have more time to do other things, but people are so addicted to their work that they're still doing, they're more productive in the morning, but they're still just putting more hours in, in the evening time also. Have you yeah. seen that? Oh, absolutely. And you know what? It's a mindset issue too. And uh-huh. and um, one of them, like the thing you're pointing out is it's an addiction to work. Right. And um, this is where a value issue comes in. And um, this is one of the reasons why I work only with entrepreneurs who they have like a bigger reason why they want to grow their company. If they're just squirreling around, um, they just, they just want to grow their company just, just for money. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with money. Money's great. But if you don't have any higher higher reason, higher plan, you know, whether that is, you know, I want to make my, this more comfortable, I want to make more comfortable life for my family. Um, I want to be able to take off a month every year so that I can go sailing around the world. Um, I I want to be giving back to this, these organizations that I really support. Like if, if you don't have some bigger reason why, then you're just, you're constantly going to be pulled off into these other directions. Um, if you have a challenge with that. And I think that it's also an indication of an earlier stage entrepreneur who um, hasn't learned the self-discipline to step away from the day and have it be done. Right. And I think that brings me to to a good tip on how to utilize this power hour and and be able to focus on it. This is just one teeny piece of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to go in a little bit deeper so that it's useful for people listening. But this is just one way. I mean, I, I find... My, my guarantee is I find 20 to 40 extra hours for my clients, but really like it's never below 40 extra hours. Like wow. it's, it's never below that. Wow. So it's, it's, it's usually between 40 and, ex, and 80 hours. And th- these are from three tweaks tops, three uh-huh. tweaks tops. So, um, and I just shared one, one tweak with you here, and this is a, a good, a, a good way to close out your day so that you can you can walk away with it and know what you're going to be working on right in the morning with your power hour. And this is going to help too for those people who have a hard time um, knowing when to quit and letting work flow into the rest of their life. And this is really stupid simple. Yeah. Um, but you get a three by five note card. Okay. And you write your top three, three things that you need to be doing tomorrow. And you... Um, and that's what is, that, that is what's going to help you know where you're leaving off now and where you need to be picking up. And you can have a little bit more than three things if you really want to, but don't have more than five things, things on that, that card. This is not your project manager. Mm-hmm. This is not your Trello board. This is not your Asana project manager for all these things. It's just your top three things you must accomplish the next day to be able to move your business forward. Now, when you unload your brain at the end of the day, like let's say it's, it's five o'clock, you do that out, but you have a timer that goes off at four, four fifty, and at four fifty, you write it down on that card and you walk away. And, um, 
then in the morning you wake up and you um, get get to your office and you start on those tasks. You know exactly what to do. You turn on your um, you do not open up your email under any circumstances. You do not open up your email. If you've trained your clients that you will be there to answer emails right when you start your first day, then you need to untrain them. Mm. That, that, that's, a, that's a problem that you've created in your company that maybe you should fix because it's hurting your growth. So um, a, a good tool that I use that, that I love, a lot of my clients really appreciate this too, is focus at will. Okay. I think it's like $50 a year or something. I don't, I don't even remember, but it's pretty cheap when you think about how much more you can focus. I have a hard time focusing for a long period of time, but um, this helped me go from 20 minutes, being able to focus for 20 minutes to being able to focus for an hour. Wow, okay. And yeah, so it's, um, it's really powerful. <laughs> so it's just music in the background that's scientifically proven to be able to increase your focus. Mm -hmm. And um, you just, you have to find your right rhythm because there's, there's all these different musics on there and you just find the one that's right for you that is the, the right energy level for you for how you're feeling. Because some of it's really like, uh, there's some that's specifically designed for your people with ADHD that's really high energy. And there's wow. some that it's like there's classical and um, I will even use it differently based on my mood. So Wow. It's it's a great tool. Now I have a question for you, and I'm sure you've found some of this research and, and know a little bit about it. But I've heard a lot from dealing with entrepreneurs and having them come to the entrepreneur house. I've heard a lot about the, the differences between males focusing and females focusing and different challenges that each sex has because of that. And I'm curious if you recommend different strategies based on the sex or what that person's going through or have any knowledge based on or suggestions maybe on mm -hmm. how males could focus as compared to females focusing? That, that's an interesting question. One I have never been asked before, the, specifically when it comes to focus. Mm -hmm. I see differences in how men and women approach their businesses and um, how they, they manage their employees, but not so much the focus um, okay. challenge. I, I I do see there's more men that have ADHD challenges, but I don't think that's necessarily because they're men. It's just because they have ADHD. Okay. And um, I don't think that it matters. What matters okay. more is that they have a really big why for what they're accomplishing in their business and they're hyper-focused on that and that they are disciplined enough to um, say, this is what I want to accomplish. And me squirreling around and screwing around at eight o'clock working on working, do, doing work when I shouldn't do uh -huh. it is, um, is not in line with what I'm committed to do. Gotcha. And mm -hmm. so do you have an, a max number of people that you work with? I do actually. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the interesting thing about my work is that I actually teach businesses to become more and more scalable so that they can serve more and more clients without them being personally the one to do it. And so I, I'm showing them how to scale up their company and, and, but at the same time, I have made a, a, a distinct choice to keep my business smaller and work. And, and I really enjoy the one-on-one -on -one work with my clients mm -hmm. and I, I could build it into a process, um, that someone else could, um, could help me deliver, but it's not the impact that I'm committed to make. So, um, and I, and I do have, I have built it into a process. It's just that I, I've just chosen not to, um, to, to train people in my, in my approach to do, to do the work for me specifically. So 
a long answer short. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, a group program that is, it's a, it's a group mindshare program for six and seven figure companies, gotcha. mostly for six business, six figure businesses who have that, that challenge where they're, they're about to hit capacity or close to hitting capacity and they can't grow their business anymore without working more hours. Very cool. So, so then I, so then I, I keep a group of about, um, 10 people in there. And then um, I, I take on a handful of one-on-one clients, the seven and eight-figure businesses, as as I choose to. And those ones, uh, those are, those are tend to be bigger projects. And and um, you know, it's 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 not cheap to work with me. I'll, I'll tell you, and, that, and I don't because I don't take on very many clients, and I promise huge results. So at least a ten times return on an investment. Now, I have a question for you about that because uh, Tim Conley came on the show a few episodes back and he does the same thing. He's built a seven-figure business before and teaches people to get more time in their business. But he says, you know, I just, I'm just really happy and fulfilled having my few clients that I work with and coaching them on growing their business. So I'm curious, if, is this something that you think you would like to grow to the point where you do bring on more coaches or is this something that, that you're just – really happy working one-on-one with people. I'm really happy working one-on-one and also in my, in my leveraged approach with my program. Mm-hmm. Um, but there still is a good amount of one-on-one with that. Okay. The, 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 the one scale strategy other than that, that I would, that, that I have toyed with and I've had some, um, of my colleagues be interested in is actually licensing out my methodology for other people to use in their business. Okay. Um, for, for, for the, for other, for other coaches to train their, their clients on, because what ends up happening is that sales and marketing experts, they're, they're really good at, um, creating demand, but then, um, they create enough demand that they've created, they, they have, um, created enough demand for them out of a job basically because their clients have no more capacity to handle it. So that that's where this methodology that I've developed comes in because it it can help you be able to increase profit as you are bringing on more clients. And um, typically what happens is that once you get pretty close to capacity, the wheels start falling off on the cart <laughs> and the, the quality starts to go down and it's a big stressful mess. And that's why, um, a lot of entrepreneurs know that that's coming and they've seen their, their fellow entrepreneur friends happen. They've seen that happen in the company and they're like, I don't like that life at all. I don't want that. So they never get to that point and they stay stuck at this growth stage just before that, or at this stagnant growth where they're working a lot harder than they have to because they don't know how to get past some of those growth challenges and they haven't seen other people do it successfully. So they don't think it's possible for them and they're not willing to pay the personal costs of doing it the wrong way. And they don't see another way. Interesting. That's what I see happen a lot. Wow. So I have another question for you. Actually, uh, I'd like if you could recall one of the most inspirational stories or case studies or, or clients that you had. I think one of the, the most inspirational ones was, was the one that I, I shared you with Brandon going from working to two o'clock in the morning, sometimes through the night to his life totally changing and him having a reasonable life, reasonable schedule till four mm-hmm. with um, his wife being able to stay at home. That one, that was really um, 
very moving for me to see that. Uh, another client that I recently heard that his business is actually in escrow to 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 um to sell at the moment and much higher multiple than they thought was possible. This is allowing him to retire uh, on a lot bigger income than he thought he was going to be able to. You know, when we first started working together, his business wasn't going to be able to sell for much more than the assets. And he and through the progress, and this is not just about selling your business. Mm-hmm. This is about the kind of life that this created for him as he was making this transition. He was going from working, I don't even recall how many hours, but it was at least 60 hours per week. And it was this really, st- it's kind of a stressful mess. And um as we were going along, he was working less and less and less to the point where he was only in the office like a couple days a week. And he had another company that he was running on the side. When you have an established business and you take the right steps, this business can be become like a cash cow for you. Mm-hmm. And it can really bless your life. And what does that feel like for you when, when you see those results? I'm curious to kind of what goes through your mind or your, your feelings what it feels like for me is that, that I'm called to do this work. Oh. And this, this hasn't always been, a, this hasn't really been a, an easy road for me all the time. It, it, um, I've had my own struggles in putting in, in, uh, growing this company to where it is and to, um, work out the best way to help people. And that's what really makes it worthwhile mm-hmm. is to hear from my clients that you, you've really changed my life. And, you know, I've been able to go from working, having my business from working 50 hours a week, living only in Michigan to be able to travel around the world with my family and have this freedom that I have never thought was possible. That's why I do it. And, and for me, I'm looking for ways that I can make the biggest impact in the world. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of ideas for that. Like it's not, it's not just it's not just the things that I do in my business. I, I actually have some some nonprofits that are doing some big work in the world. Like the, there's one, the Operation Underground Railroad that saves children from sex trafficking around the world. And um, one of my dreams is to be able to to take their company and be able to to squeeze as much as they can out of all of the resources that they have so that they can save more children um, with their current resources. So I'm looking for ways that I can add the most impact. And the best way I know how is these skills that I've developed. And, 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 I, and I feel like there's, I, I, I'm constantly inspired by the people I work with because they teach me as much as I teach them. And it's, um, it, it's a humbling experience sometimes. But this is, I just feel like this is the way I need to be making my mark in the world. I mean, aside from raising my children, and I think that's the most important thing, but this is how I, um, I make my mark in the world. And I think that is the perfect way to end the show. Mandy, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show. If there's some listeners out there that want to get a hold of you and talk more about coaching and learn more about you, where could they do that at? If you have some questions about how this would work in your company or if your company is at the right level yet, you can reach out to me. My email is Mandy, M-A-N-D-I, at handsoffceo.com. I'd be very happy to answer your question about that. And if, if you're not at that place yet, I can make recommendations for you and make some referrals to people who might be able to help you um, at the stage you're at. 
Awesome. And we'll put all those links in the show notes and Mandy's email. Mandy, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with the listeners. And that's a wrap for today's episode. We'll see you all later. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those that are in the Entrepreneur House, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year we have three different events, a three-day productivity weekend in different cities all around the world, a two-week all-inclusive retreat for entrepreneurs with six-figure businesses. This will be full of workshops, masterminds, and adventure. Then a four-week event in Chiang Mai, Thailand for established entrepreneurs, also full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. These events will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested in have some questions be sure to contact us through the entrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact we will respond as soon as possible for now saludos from somewhere in the world